0: 7-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith trainer. look at him rumble. Welcome along to Utter Punts. We are your one-stop shop for the NFL. We're made by UK fans of the National Football League.
1: This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl.
0: Touchdown! No! No! 24-yard attempt. No good, Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs, and he misses it. That's impossible. The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. Right then, lads, I'm still away on my honeymoon. I've shifted from my safari tent and now I'm sipping mimosas on the beach by the Indian Ocean for the next week or so. Again though, producer Bell has got me to record a little bit of an intro because neither of you can be trusted not to spend an eternity discussing the merits of Adidas cleats, whether the Dallas Cowboys cheerleading squad are in fact a more in-tune team than the Dallas Cowboys are, or debating whether J.K. Dobbins is a better running back than Saquon Barkley. Don't argue, Daniel, he isn't. That's final. He's a future Hall of Famer. I'm here then to keep you on the straight and narrow. First up, it's time for you to tell us the thing that's caught your eye in the NFL this week.
1: What's caught my eye, actually, is you still not being here, which is, again, a little bit reckless, given it's the... Major two weeks of the NFL season, week 18, all the drama, who's in, who's out. And then the wildcard weekend, which is arguably, well, it used to be my favourite weekend of the the year because it used to be FA Cup final, FA Cup third round weekend and wildcard weekend. The NFL moved wildcard weekend back, of course, but... Um, wildcard weekend is the best weekend of football I think of the season yeah, 100% um, mate especially now the super wildcard weekend uh, so Dave what's, what's caught your eye and I'll, I'll go after you
2: well it's, it's been a, an interesting week I think the first thing that caught my eye was of course uh, Man Campbell's mm-hmm. Lions stepping up to end the uh, season for the Green Bay Packers as previously predicted by us although I must admit I had here's my bet somewhat with the Packers this year having picked room for the uh Super Bowl right at the start of the season, just so if you didn't win, I could claim that you're the biggest underachiever in the NFL. The other team that I picked, I've also teed up for that honor. That (laughs) Raven's right. Um, but like it's 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 such a crying shame to see Aaron Rodgers' career potentially end on that interception. I am not. Kidding there. I think Aaron Rodgers uh, could play for another year or two. I think this year they had an awful lot of injuries on their own line. Uh, They shuffled, but they still came together down the stretch. And The Lions are actually a good team this year. It's not surprising that they they basically split it. Uh, Oh, no, the Lions are actually swept, them, haven't they? Yeah, I did want to make that point. Uh, But the the Lions are a good team this year. Um, And the Packers... Fell short, but it was a very, very heroic attempt. Um, and I'm glad they're not going to be there. It's led to the Minnesota Vikings facing uh, the Giants in the first round of the playoffs and probably will lead to me having to eat my words when I claim that the Giants wouldn't be very good this year. And they're probably going to be the ones who knock the Vikings out of the, uh, the tournament. Um, I was also had my eye caught by the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers finishing with a winning record. Uh, and as always, when I mention
1: stillers down right over to you, dude. Who cares? Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, sweet dreams, sweet Pittsburgh. See you next year, um, along with the Patriots and along with the Packers. Let's be honest, Dave, it was a pretty good Sunday for us too, wasn't it? Really?
2: I, I did enjoy it. I, f- I felt a little bit from Mac Jones. Um His attempts to lead The the Patriots basically ran into the face of very much popular public opinion with, I think, the entire world hoping that the Bills got off to a good start, which, of course, they did. Um, And we discussed it last week. I I just don't think Matt Jones' face particularly fits in that franchise. Um, So we'll we'll have to... uh, Wait and see what the future holds there, but I did see Belichick today uh, refusing to confirm him as the future uh, leader of that team. And yeah, it kind of reminded me of um, Rick in The Walking Dead, right at the beginning. Dan, who's seen The Walking Dead?
1: The Walking Dead. I think yeah. Negan is one of the most underrated baddies that there's ever been on television. I'm not quite there yet. I've, I've only recently started Mate, watching. So you're in for a you are in for a treat when you meet that fella. He is a but, lunatic. Right at the
2: start, when Rick's stumbling around the, the zombie-infested world, attempting to make sense of things and makes decisions consistently, which are indeed the right moral decisions, but just flame face, flying the face of what's actually needed in the moment, uh, that's where Mac Jones is. Basically, Mac Jones is Rick Grimes and hopefully evolves in the same way, moves on from the Patriots and finds himself a franchise he can, he can develop in, into something special.
1: The other, the other sort of comparison with The Walking Dead is that that was in Atlanta with a load of zombies walking around. You didn't know what they were doing and that's obviously fairly realistic <laughs> as well over the current, current climate over there. Um, I think this <laughs> might cover though what Liam meant by going down a wormhole. Oh, um, definitely. So I think we've done that really well. A couple of things for me. Caught my eyes in mentioning uh, he's alright comparing his superstar running back that they wanted to trade at the start of the season to our second best running back on our team. Well, yeah, I, I agree. Probably Saquon's probably better than J.K. Dobbins, but He's probably not better than Lamar Jackson, let's be honest. Um the real thing <laughs> for me was the, the, the situation over in LA with the with the Rams. Um hmm. uh I'm starting to think that there might be a complete rebuild going on uh, or plant being planned over there. Sean McVay um is I think at best 50-50 uh, on a return and I think the, the Rams might be lining him up for maybe some tr- for some draft capital um trading to a different team maybe or if I'm taking a year out a bit like Sean Payton's done and then trading him the year after which is a new sort of thing that's come into the NFL. We haven't really seen it yet with coaches, but he, he would be someone who would be high value. You know, someone like Carolina would would, would pay, probably pay a high price for someone like Sean McVay. Um, and Matt Stafford, you know, he's probably got, still got some trade value left. Super Bowl winner last year, still young enough. I know he's had a problem with injuries this year, but they they may look at a complete sort of shuff, shifting those two on and, and complete rebuild over there because Aaron Donald might be done. You know they they probably need a lot of work. So the situation over in LA and they are a team that will do the um they'll, they'll zig whilst everyone else zags so that they'll do something sort of fairly unique. So that's the situation. I'm I'm sort of keen to watch. I also just want to refer back to the the Packers and Rogers. He there was a couple of things that just stuck out watching the end of that game and it felt like the commentators had not had a conversation, but they were they were sort of very clearly. Um, Given a narrative, whether that'd been given to them by Rogers or by Rogers' people, that that might be the end of Rogers, certainly at Lambeau. He then refused to give Jameson Williams his jersey, saying he wanted to keep hold of this one. Um, Jameson Williams, the rookie wide receiver for the Lions, asked him for his jersey. He said, No, I'm going to keep hold of this one. And then walked off down the tunnel. Very sort of cinematic views of him looking around Lambeau. And um, uh, so the TV company are obviously in on something or a message he's wanting to give. Um, and then walking down the tunnel, sort of quite romantically, like Thelma and Louise, with with Randall Cobb, who I'd forgotten had signed for them. To be fair, um, yeah, boy, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think there's a situation there as well, and I think it's that time of year where the players have had a long season, they've ended fairly disappointingly, um, and maybe they are questioning sort of whether they want to go and do it again next year, but. Um, We'll see. It's a, it's a narrative that's probably going to ring on for the next six months. <laughs> Where's Aaron Rodgers going?
2: No, uh, it, it will. I mean, the, I, I'm pretty sure that they're on the hook for 50 million in cap space next year with, yeah. with, with Rodgers if he's there. Uh, and I think it's guaranteed as well. So if he chooses to stay, he can. Um, they can trade him away. Um, yeah. So maybe he wants to move to a place where they're going to be a contender, but the Packers still have an excellent defence. They they've got emerging young talent at wide receiver. Um both both Dobbs and Watson have got something about them. They'll be good and if they could supplement that with additional pass catchers, then you never know where they could get to. But he does I saw uh, an interview with Matt LaFleur today and there were tears in LaFleur's eye where it, it seemed to me like he was he was paving the way. For for Rogers' departure as well, so I think the expectation right now is everyone expects him to go, um, and I think, yeah, largely, it might have been his last trip out on, on Lambeau Field for the Packers. Um, I think McVeigh is more likely to move into TV than to be traded to another team. They offered him a very lucrative deal last year, and you know. Uh, it, it's not exactly it wouldn't be the first time that a guy decided to go into the media for a while before maybe re-emerging and he's still only 34 so I can see 30, maybe even 33 I could be wrong yeah. on that so like I can see about changing in the future after he does a
0: few years in the media Right, moving swiftly on. I volunteered to record the game reviews from my beach hut in Zanzibar this week but producer Bell thought that it might be a little more coherent if it wasn't recorded by somebody that ordered his first all-inclusive beer at 10.30am and who wasn't at risk of a tragic jet ski accident after his new wife found him huddled over his laptop and in a fit of rage went full bore out of the sea on the aforementioned jet ski skipped over the beach with the engine screaming and ploughed directly into the sun lounger that I was relaxing on. So instead, he's doing it. Here's last week's TV games all packed up for you. The regular season is a wrap. The NFL
3: went into the final round of fixtures with lots left to resolve. Several teams still had a sniff of the playoffs and the on-field drama didn't disappoint. Chiefs at Raiders was first up. Now the punts thought the Raiders might leave it all out there with nothing to play for. They thought it might be close but the Chiefs didn't take their foot off the gas. Eyes on the AFC number one seed, and a week off was more than enough fuel to finish strong. A 31-13 win at the Allegiant Stadium, defensive tackle Chris Jones racked up the sacks, and the Chiefs definitely look strong heading into the playoffs. Now Mahomes wants another ring, and it's going to take a very strong team to stop him. Next up, the Titans traveled to Jacksonville, in a pretty tasty showdown for top spot and bragging rights in the AFC South. It was a tight game that was only settled deep into the fourth quarter. Now the Jags defense took a battering all night, but came up with a big play when it mattered. Jenkins' strip sack of Tennessee Titans quarterback Joshua Dobbs and Allen's 37-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown finally gave the Jaguars the lead with less than three minutes to play. The Jags roll into the playoffs for the first time since 2017, with that 20 to 16 win. Let's move on to that emotionally charged game in Buffalo. Less than a week since those harrowing scenes in Cincinnati and DeMar Hamlin's teammates and fans gathered at Orchard Park to take on the New England Patriots. Football didn't matter at the time, but Hamlin is recovering well, and there was a chance for the Bills to show their support for him on the field. And let me tell you, Buffalo represented Naeem Hines returned the opening kickoff, 96 yards for a touchdown, and Orchard Park went off. Listen to this crowd. And the best thing about it all, Demar himself tweeted from hospital, O-M-F-G. All the best with your recovery. Now the Bills ran out 35 to 23 winners, and with it ended the Betamax Patriots' outside chance of making the playoffs. The Bills will host their divisional rivals the Dolphins in the wildcard round next Sunday. <music> Giants versus Eagles Now both teams already had postseason involvement in the bag. The difference was the Eagles still had the number one seed to play for whereas the Giants couldn't change their spot. That led to them resting the bulk of their starting lineup and Dan called it spot on. Eagles win because they need to, but the Giants would keep it pretty tight. That's exactly how it played out. 22-16 is how it finished. The big story, however, was the return of Jalen Hurts. He threw for 229 yards, but his fitness probably the biggest thing to take from this game. The Eagles rebounded from two straight losses to clinch the NFC East, the top spot in the conference and home field throughout the playoffs. The team also gets a bye, Hurts is back, he'll get more rest and you'll be hard-pushed to find a stronger Super Bowl prospect than Philly. Our final game and the Detroit Lions' visit to Green Bay. Now, this could have been really spicy, but results in other games took away a little bit of the drama. The Lions were denied a chance of the playoffs before kickoff because of Seattle's win over the Rams. However, Green Bay had everything to play for. A win, and Aaron Rodgers would get another chance to shine in the playoffs. Dan, as we know, doesn't believe in momentum, but Green Bay had been on a four-game winning roll. That ground to a halt when it mattered. Rogers was intercepted by Kirby Joseph on what might have been the final pass of the future Hall of Famer's career, Green Bay losing 20 to 16. Now, although he is under contract for next season, the 39-year-old Rogers has said he doesn't know whether he will continue playing. Now that wraps it up for you. The regular season has concluded. The punts get to dive right into the playoffs.
1: Just on the back of that review, I think um, just want to say again about DeMar Hamlin. It looks like we're sort of trending in the right direction. I think he's been released from hospital today as we record on a Tuesday. But the fact that he was tweeting out to his team on, on Sunday night um, and the fact that the doctors have sort of seemed very happy with him, I think it's really good news. Great news for the Bills and great news to the NFL.
2: Indeed. <laughs>
0: Puns is proudly sponsored by one of the best kit suppliers out there, Enzone Kit. Enzone is a transatlantic company whose mission is to make finding kits a little bit easier and a little bit more affordable so you can represent your favorite American sports teams. Whether you're looking for NFL, college football, baseball, hockey or basketball memorabilia, Endzone's got you covered. With sizes from newborn up to 3XL, anyone can find something at endzonekit.co.uk. And one of the things that we love is that they have a whole range of retro and pre-loved gear so you can rock your vintage style while supporting your team. So why not head to endzonekit.co.uk and find yourself a bargain. And because you listen to Utter puns, you can have a 15% discount and check out when you use the code punts EnzoneKit.co.uk, the place to go for your American sports kit. Now as always on Otter Punts we like to preview the upcoming TV games and give you a bit of advice and guidance on how we think they're going to go and where there might be a bit of value for money for you in the betting markets. Now again because the games haven't been decided yet before I went away it means Dan and Dave are going to have to do this themselves. Dear listener, I wish you nothing but the best of luck as you follow these two on a magical mystery tour of rabbit holes and tangents. Take it away, lads.
1: Right, well, let's get reviewing this wildcard weekend then, Dave. So we start on uh, we start on Saturday night at half nine. The, the times have changed back to normal times, which is good. Um, so Saturday 9.30 is the, uh, the number seven seed Seattle Seahawks who made it in. Um, they're visiting the number two seeded San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. Um, what? Well, any chance that the Seahawks can turn this over, Dave? It, it looks a bit one-sided to me.
2: Well, the, the the pick on Baker, um, at the end of that game, and basically gave the, the Seahawks a chance to win, and left the Lions leaving them to do that favor against Packers. Um It was a close game against the Rams team that had largely been poor for this year. They've they've improved with Baker coming in. I have credit to him, to be fair. But um, I don't see it. I mean, they've possibly got the better quarterback because whilst Brock Purdy has been looking great, he's definitely a system quarterback who just happens to be playing in an NFL system that pretty much replicates what he did in the college. Um, But his physical ability and his ability to pick up what he needs to do It shouldn't be dated at this point. Uh, But but Gino has shown this year the ability to make the bigger play. But when you look at their history, Rock Purdy's possibly been relevant for only like five or six games less than than, than Gino Smith. So (laughs) it does put you in a situation where it's difficult to say who is the better quarterback. Um, He's passing the eye test in terms of the way he's playing Brock is, but I do expect him to come a little bit down to earth at some point. Otherwise, he's going to have had one of the most fabulous starts to a quarterback in career of all time. Uh, particularly if he's picking up playoff games. So it's going to be pressure on the 49ers because they're at home. Um and the Seahawks know them. They've played them before. They've played them quite recently. Um and I think that they, they do have the kind of physical uh, abilities to to beat them in the skill positions. Uh, I just can't see anyone, anyone dominating against me the, the O-line or the D-line of, of the 49ers, and I think that's where it'll be won. But if anyone can motivate a team to do it, maybe it is Pete Carroll.
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying. And they have played each other. They do play each other twice a year. These two sort of fairly old foes. I, but the aggregate score of the two is 48-20. The, the, the Niners have sort of beaten twice. And I don't even think 48-20 is really... <laughs> It's, I, I not, it's not. a true reflection. I no. no, I think they've they've absolutely they've, they've absolutely pulverized them. And it, it was the games against San Francisco that really uh, really showed me that the Seahawks weren't really a genuine article. I think they've done incredibly well. I think I don't want to say that. I think they've done incredibly well to to win the games they've won. They've beaten bad teams. They've held their own against some good teams, but against a great team, they've been they've been fairly put in their place. That they just they scream to me of a team that's that's done their objective for the season. Um. And I know that sounds a bit odd because everyone, you know, they, they all set out to win the Super Bowl. But I just think if you'd have offered Pete Carroll and the Seahawks playoff football at the start of the season, they'd have probably taken it. Um, they weren't expected off- to be there. No, there was exactly. An
2: awful lot of reliance on a, on a young draft class, which is yeah, actually they've been able to rely on to an extent.
1: They have, and and you know they they are getting a little bit healthier. Kenneth Walker was back on on Sunday. He played well. He looks like he had a bit of juice back, so he could cause some problems, but. The 49ers have got Elijah Mitchell came back on, on Sunday. Um, he looks back to strength and he will take a bit of pressure off the run game off or, um, off McCaffrey. They also got, they've got they also likely got Debo Samuel back. He played a few snaps on Sunday. He'll be back to full strength. So with, they, they're actually getting offensive weapons back. The Niners, they're getting healthier. And I think that was their 10th straight win to go in. Um, so they are, for me, they're, they're probably the, the number one team in the league at the moment and Probably my, probably still my pick for the Super Bowl, based on the fact I think the NFC is a little bit lighter than the AFC is. I think there's three really high-class teams in the AFC. I think there's probably two in the NFC. Apologies, Dave. It's probably not the Giants. You um, mean the Vikings? Yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> so for, for me, I, the, the, I, I don't really get involved too much with, um from a betting point of view, with with handicaps and um points in the, in a playoff game because. The games always tend to be a little bit crazy towards the end. Teams will throw everything at him. So a handicap that you think's in hand um, could easily be a, a pick six or a return. And um, Teams tend to shut down. So if the, if the Niners get up in this game, they will shut down, uh, ready to play next week. So I tend to stay away from bets like that. I I would just look at maybe just picking the 49ers in this game. I think they're an absolute shoe in I can't think of a safer pick. Although he says that with some trepidation than, than this <laughs> all, all year, really. They they beat them twice. I can't see any reason why they won't beat them again. Um so for me it's it's the 49ers at home fairly boring, and I look forward to them hosting likely um Dallas or the books next weekend. So the only
2: possible reason for me to pick the Con do Just don't. The, the only possible reason. Is for that It is traditionally incredibly hard to beat a team three times in the same season. Like in the past, there has been. a recall hearing it was just, just uh, an anomaly where where teams have swept teams in the playoffs and somehow have still stumbled together to meet. It would often go the other way. Yeah, I don't think that's good enough rationale to 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 back the Seahawks. Although, I. It's, it's an interesting test of that theory. So I am going to go with the 49ers, but I will be very, very happy indeed if the
1: Seahawks beat them because I want the 49ers gone as soon as I possible. bet you do. I bet you do. Um, okay, moving on then. Saturday night, early Sunday morning, one fifteen kickoff is um, what I would class as the Dark Horse Chargers against the Jags. They're playing in Jacksonville. Obviously, the fifth seed Chargers um, against the fourth seed Jags. Um, for me... The charges went from out of the playoffs to very much in them. Very quietly, um, it felt like they they'd hit a lot of injuries and they'd gone out of gone off the radar a little bit. And everyone had sort of given up on them even getting in. And all of a sudden, they're the five seed and they've won, I think four or five straight. I'll uh, obviously they lost on on Sunday, but at that point they were already sort of fixing their seed and I think they pulled some players out. Uh, they didn't, some... you know. I watched it. Did they play, It they was astounding.
2: Race race? They 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 played. Um... They played their starting quarterback, uh, Herbert, until they were 11 points down. Then yeah. they pulled him and then they made it closer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but but they couldn't shift the ball with Herbert and it was strange. I think it was almost like the team seemed to be questioning why the starters were still out there in such a meaningless game. But for whatever reason, they, they, they kept them out there. Like, strange, strange decisions.
1: No, I agree. And it, it tends to be my, what's become my knock on the charges a little bit is that, is their coaching and they're just their team management. I think there's been a few indications this season that it's not quite right. I remember, uh, uh, I think it was Keenan Allen tweeting, you know, WTF when he was out injured and they were going for it on fourth down when they were, uh, there was just, there's just something about that team that tells me it's not quite harmonious. I don't think they've got quite got the belief in the coach they need. On the complete contrast to that, the Jaguars, are very much with Doug Peterson. Um, they're very much behind their quarterback. They're very much behind their team. I just, <clears throat> I, I don't think the Jags are as good as the Chargers. Um, I was quite high on the Chargers coming into the season. Wasn't too impressed with the start. Wasn't too impressed with the coaching, but the way they finished, they they starting to look like the team I thought they might have been at the start of the season. The team that might have pushed the Chiefs a bit further in the AFC West. Um, the, the point line on this is zero. So there's the, the, the bookies can't really split them. Um Joey Bosa looks like he might be back for the charges as well. I think he played some snaps on Sunday and then came out and rested. So they're getting a bit fresher. I think they definitely it's, rested. He's got Kilo
2: Mac on the other edge as well, right? Yeah, so
1: Mac, Bosa, James. It's, so you, know, you can defense. start
2: looking at their team and understanding why we thought so highly of them at the beginning and why they were dismissed out of hand with the injuries. Because mm-hmm. as soon as they lost the, the other bookend, if you like... They did struggle, but I remember thinking they had a worse record than they did. And you pointed out to me how how good their record was earlier this season. Yeah. Um, so they have stumbled in there, but I'll be honest with you, I'm leaning that direction myself. Um, I just think that with such good pass rush, it's got to be a real test for Lawrence. Um, and because it's gonna be such a such, a, I mean, Mac at his best, great. If you can't double team him because uh, you've got Bosa, good luck. Uh, I wouldn't want to be playing the Chargers in these playoffs. Uh, and yeah, if you if you're lean in that, in that direction, I'm 100% with you. Um, I think the Jags are a good side. I think they are well coached, but... <laughs> Right at the beginning of this season, there was a reason we thought so highly of the Chargers. And they appear to be at a point now where they're hitting their stride right at the time of the playoffs. It's entirely possible that Herbert's played through his injuries. Um, I I think that it would actually surprise me if Jacksonville beat the Chargers, is the way I'd phrase it.
1: I, Not impossible. No, I think. I, no, I, think you. I think at home you, you'd have to give them a chance, Jacksonville. But I, I wasn't overly impressed with them against the Titans on Saturday. Um, no. I, I thought the Titans would turn up and play a good game. They did, and actually, I think to be fair, they were they were fairly unlucky. I think the call. Of the fumble. Of oh, the fumble? I'd have been very upset if that had been given <laughs> but against If
2: That Steve. hand was clearly coming forward, clearly still have the ball in a yeah. two-finger and thumb grip, clearly changed the trajectory of the ball, and yet they it took them two seconds to review that and decide it was a fumble.
1: Yeah, and, and that, I would and have that felt ended. very hard done by I I and I did I, I felt it be hard on me on the half of the Titans I don't particularly like them it was that I think it was that bad a call um, mm. and it just didn't look right it, even no. when they slowed it it didn't look right in real time it didn't look right when they slowed it down um, so I think I think the Jags were a little bit lucky to be there uh, although fair play to them they they the weeks leading up to that I think they did play very very well um, and I, I've been impressed with them but there's just something about this Chargers team and it looks like they might have Rashawn Slater back if not if not on Saturday or Sunday certainly for next week who's there. Definitely their upper left right? tackle, yeah. He's a, he's an outstanding player. Now, I don't know how fit he'll be, but pretty sure they wouldn't be playing him if he was at any risk, really. But even if you get some snaps out of him, he makes that offensive line tick. Their defensive line looks better with Bosa and. Matt both healthy. Austin Eckler is having. I mean, we jibed Liam for picking him second overall in the draft, but fair play. He's had a monster. No, he's had
2: a fantastic year, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah.
1: Fair play to him. Um, so I, I am leaning that way. I I think the I think the Chargers are the are the team that can upset the Apple cart and the AFC. I think they're the team that can do what the Bengals did last year and just and just outscore some teams, I think. Because if they get going with Allen and Williams, um, I think they're a team that can score a lot of points, and I think they're a team that can play well on defence. And I think that balance, they can run the ball. I mean, what more do you want? What more I'd want, probably is some better coaching. Um, so I think when it comes down to it, they will end up blowing a game. They will charge you in a game, but I don't think it'll be this week. And for me, it's the Chargers. Dave, are you, are you on board? The Chargers I'm train? completely on
2: board, yeah, yeah. Very much dangerous, so.
1: dangerous when we agree on these things. There we go. So that's Saturday done. Uh, we'll know a couple of teams in the playoffs by then. We move to Sunday at six o'clock. It's hard to get excited about this game at the moment without knowing who the quarterback is for Miami, but we've got the, the there's number seven seed Miami Dolphins at the number two seed Buffalo Bills uh, in Buffalo. Um, A highly charged atmosphere on, on Sunday against the Pats. I think they'll be glad to see the back of the Pats, to be fair. That game seemed to go on for about 12 hours. Um, and at no point did the parts <laughs> like they were going to win. yet. It always seemed to be quite close until you look at the final score and they they, they thumped them. Um, but there was some special team scores in that from Buffalo. You know, a couple two two returns and there was a there was a pick six as well, wasn't there or a fumble recovery for touchdowns So, um, but who's playing quarterback for Miami, Dave? It's got to be Teddy, hasn't it? Good lord!
2: I hope it's Teddy. Mate, if anyone deserves somehow fluking their way to a Super Bowl, it's Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> like, I don't really. It, 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 uh, I mean, when what you're doing is doing what you've been told to do, which is learn how to make sure that you can throw the ball deep and your leg falls off while you're doing it. I'm figuring karma should come back around at some point and give you a favour back. Uh, The other day, he got himself knocked out trying to start with pick six with you predicted. Um, (laughs) Much to my My views. My fault. Uh, (laughs) Genuinely, though, before the game, because you said that, I had money on that happening because I thought, if it's going to happen, gives Dan a nice win on the podcast, it gives me some financial recompense for it. That's uh, not a bad tip to those listening. If you uh, pick up on the most... uh, The thing that could happen that one of us would find incredibly annoying. Um, <laughs> it often does come through true, <laughs> and he's often yeah. against the as well. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I, I'd, I'd like Teddy to do something, but it's very unlikely regardless of if, if it's Teddy or, or Skylar Thompson. I think the other one is, I can't see two are making it back. Um, yeah. I just don't think it would be worth the risk. Uh, if, he, if he did come back now and had a fourth concussion this year, it could be the end of him. At yeah. least if you give him this the, the, the off-season to, to recover. Maybe do some testing around a better helmet for him, one that doesn't add weight to the impact of his fall, maybe. I, I don't know. I, don't, I know these are all league-commissioned helmets, but it does strike me that they're often designed to absorb impact, but not really consider him how much of a whiplash effect a helmet that large potentially has on the neck, um, which is something that I'd like to see a little bit more research into because it does strike me that many of the concussions we see now are from players hitting the back of their head on the floor. And in, in the past, they just chopped their chin and there wouldn't have been the impact. So is it the helmet that's stopping them from from talking their chin? Is the weight of it literally lifting their chin away from the safe place? Because, that's not how you avoid a concussion. If you want to avoid a concussion, if you're if you're a high impact performer, whatever it may be, stuntman, wrestler, uh, a boxer, you're taught tuck your chin to protect your brain from the impact. And if the helmet with the chin strap on it is proving to lift that chin up and causing that whiplash effect, the NFL needs to be a little bit smarter about what they're doing when it comes to player safety.
1: I think I think you're right, and I think well, I think you. When there's when there's a specific player having a specific issue, um why aren't we looking at the video of the study of that particular player? Because it may be that you know there's a certain there's certain other players in the league that act in a certain way or react in a certain way to being hit. It may be something to do with his mechanics of when he's falling down, it may be a natural instinct. Well, there's something going on with tour, isn't there? That it, it can't be that consistent that it, that nobody else is having that and and he is. So there's clearly something different. And things like that, I, I would hope that they're looking into. We'll sort of see. Um, I don't think two will play, and I think that causes us a, a bit of a a difficult one to sort of try and find a reason for the Dolphins to win. I think the Dolphins yeah. could probably score points on this on this Buffalo secondary. I think <laughs> Matt Jones, when he was allowed to on um, on Sunday, certainly did put the ball downfield. Devontae Park had a big game. Uh, Kendrick Bourne was making plays, Joe Kobe Myers. And if those guys can make plays against his Bill's secondary, then I would think that, you know, Waddle and Hill probably could make plays against his Bill's secondary. I just I can't see there being enough. Uh, I can't see them scoring quickly enough or often enough to to put this Bills team under any sort of pressure. Um, at no point can I see the Dolphins being sort of three scores up and making the Bills question what they're doing. The only the only the thing the Bills are, are struggling with and it's the Achilles heel for them, I think, this year. And I think it will get them killed in the playoffs. Is this red zone turnover issue they've had? They, they are they are prolific. Josh Allen is prolific at the moment inside that 29th red zone of turning the ball over, and he, he's trying to do too much. He's playing a bit of hero ball. And, and sometimes it looks beautiful when he's running to the sideline and tossing one out. It looks great. Um, great getting a score. But for every one of those, there's been three, three, three interceptions. Um, and it only needs one of those. You know, a couple of those in the red zone. The Dolphins score, they go fourteen in the look. Then they maybe get a special team score. And then you could have put them under pressure. But I think Buffalo at home in the playoffs... With the good news about the DeMar Hamlin coming back, I can sort of see him maybe giving a speech on the big screen before the game or something, if, if he's healthy enough. I think they're they're behind it. And I think I'm glad the Dolphins got in because it meant the Steelers and the Pats didn't. Um, and I would much rather have watched the Dolphins against the Bills with Tua, but, but he's not going to play. Um, and ultimately, I think that, that caps their chances. The Bills are the biggest favourite of the week. And I, I think, justifiably wise, it's the Bills for me.
2: I don't think you've got any real choice of them to type the Bills But having said that, they do know each other. They've played each other twice this year, split it. Uh, I think Tua actually played rather well um, in the game that the Dolphins won. They Uh, they also fried the the Bills on on, (laughs) on the the sideline there. Um, But what is interesting is the teams that have been stopping the Dolphins' attack recently have kind of been doing it the same way. They've been jamming the receivers at the line of scrimmage, going very physical. Um, When the Dolphins played against the Bills... Uh, the second game this season that isn't what happened. The bills just play their normal defense, um, and was some success for the dolphins as well. But so it's almost as though well the bills don't really adjust to, to what they're facing now. If that's the case, and this is the silver lining because logic does dictate you should be picking the bills, but if McDaniels is as smart as we think he is, as the credit we gave him at the, start of the year, knowing for well how much work he'd done with Shanahan, wasn't it? it, was, it was, yeah, it was Shanahan, yeah. who's Carl Shanahan's disciple. Um, if anyone can game plan to get points on the board in this game and have enough insanity, self-confidence, uh, whatever you want to call it. He asked himself if says an on-side lover or not, who's crazy if having called 11 passing waves in a
1: row. Um, it's McDaniels. So
2: I wouldn't have him
1: completely out. Did you hear what he said to um, Robert Sallow at the end of the game when they've Met at the centre of the pitch you know, we're talking about this guy's a bit of a character and he's out there I, I really like him You know, he said to Robert Sala obviously they Sala was the defensive coach at San Francisco and he was one of the offensive was well, an offensive staff and he, he hugged Sala and said don't worry next year you'll be six and I'll be nine on the other way around <laughs> I, had, I had a little cuddle <laughs> Just, <laughs> don't yeah, worry doubt. next year you'll be six you'll be nine and I'll be
2: six he said um, I have heard people <laughs> say that they don't like him but he doesn't look like a proper coach
1: yeah, do I'd follow me. that dude
2: into battle because you would have me laughing the whole way there. Like he's a, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a real good guy, and I, uh, I, I'd love, love it if he could find a way of pulling off that upset. As far as I'm concerned, for more big favourites toppling out of his uh, the start, the better.
1: Um, absolutely. But, the, but on the,
2: Bills, side. the Bills are probably going to do it.
1: Yeah, I think so. So, um, following that, then Dave, following the Bills going through, nine thirty, Sunday, no pressure. Your Vikings, Liam's, Bear, Liam's Giants. Talk to me about the Vikings, Dave, at home against the Giants.
2: Uh, well, with the last time we beat Liam's second team, it was courtesy of uh, a 61-yard field goal by Greg Ozil, who since then has missed two 40-yarders. Um in different games. Worryingly uh the Vikings with kicker issues going yeah, into the class. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: just listen to the opening credits. <laughs>
2: All I can say is this is the ultimate test of whether or not I'm right about Kevin O'Connell actually being ahead of his time and thinking things through the right way. Before the season started, his gameplay was meant to be configured around giving everybody exactly the same looks and then playing multiple plays off the back of it. What I am hoping is he has done two versions of that this entire season and has another three in the bag so it can really, really go down the uh, the route of... um, actually having an explosive offence, keeping Jefferson open, understanding the fact that if Jefferson's not open, Phelan or Osborne must be. And if he's not, uh, smith Jr. or Hawkinson should be. So Kirk shouldn't have any real problem finding the ball if he's given two... Two and a half seconds, that should be enough. You should be getting the ball out as quick as he can because there will be someone open. Just keep the chains moving. Keep the possession moving. Don't let the Giants try and dominate possession the way that they do, uh, which is by running the ball, keeping your offense off the field, grinding the clock, wearing your defense down. It's very much fair blueprint. It's very much the Vikings' blueprint from uh, a few years ago where we had enough horses in the engine to be able to play in that way. Um, so. I expect us to beat the Giants. If you've told me that we ended up playing the Giants in Card weekend before this season started, I would have been glad of that. But then yeah. I also wouldn't have expected Saquon Barkley to have bounced back with the league season that he's had. I also think Jones is a very adequate quarterback who can potentially evolve into something bigger than that. And I like ride the ball. So, But we better beat them because they'll never let me hear the end of it. And we're expected to win, but they're not. I'm going to go with the Vikings. So what you saying? That hyperfabulous.
1: So what you saying is it's it's prime time and you're expected to win, and it's on the telly, and you play the team with a good pass rush. Oh, and no it's day. a Sunday as well, right? And it's a Sunday day. It could be. Could it be dangerous? Um, <laughs> I think you know I,
2: down, down to our first string center, uh, backup right tackle, uh, our rookie guard has <laughs> given up more pressures this year than a combination of other teams' entire O lines. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You have got Justin Jefferson. So let's be uh J.J. Earlier. And I think uh, we've spoken about it a couple of times. So KJ has Bonds rise into the, uh, the wide receiver two slot has become uh, very good. I think his connection with Kirk has been very good. I think he should have some, some more space That's against this Giants defense. The Giants, I, I think they they rose surprisingly. I don't think we expected to have the start. They did. Then they wobbled, which we kind of expected, because I think they regressed back to the mean of what they were. Um but actually they finished the season really, really well. Uh, They finished the season playing really, really well. And even their backups on Sunday played and fought and grafted really, really well against the Eagles and kept that much closer than most people expected. Um, But I think the playoffs comes down to finesse. I don't think you can, I don't think you can morph and stick the ball up your jumper in a playoff game um, and hope the clock runs quicker. I just, I think there's a limit to a certain team. I think Seattle are the same as the Giants. I think, I think well done. I think well done for Dable. Great for him. Great start for that him at that franchise. Hopefully they'll have the patience and stick with him because um, he might not make the playoffs every year. But you can see that's trending in the right direction. Fair play to them. But um, the Vikings have just got star power for me. Far too much star power for this Giants team. And I think um, there are bigger challenges to come for the Vikings. Certainly. I think I predicted the 49ers knocking them out about six months ago. <laughs> yeah, you did. Trending in that direction. Um, But this week, I think the Vikings will win. I think they will win fairly comfortably. The handicap's only three, which I think is quite sneaky. Uh, The the Giants do play teams close, but I think... um,
2: They played us to three points last time. So the the bookies have got a direct reference point and and we've got a bit weaker since then. So
1: I I just think... I I know what you're saying. I just think that having seen what the Giants did to you, I don't think they can do that twice. Um, or they shouldn't do you should now have learned what they did and, and ways to overcome it um so I think and but I and I don't think the Giants can be better than they played against you but I think you can be better than you played against them they did if, play very well against and, and it's not and, and if you beat them by three points that time I would think you'd beat them by more this time um I don't think it'd be as high scoring as the other game was I think was it 26 23 yeah Something like that, wasn't it? He I was right in be... that
2: ballpark. I think that's actually on my money, but I could be slightly wrong.
1: Yeah, I, I can see you maybe getting 24, but I can 27, 24, oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I like this at sort of like a 24-13, fairly obvious result early and uh, never changes. So it's the Vikings for me, and it's the Vikings fairly comfortably. Um, are you backing your own team, Dave, or are you going with Liam? Do you that know what? Superstar running back that they wanted to trade. The start the
2: do you know Do you know what, Liam? Just to make sure you can't rub it in if you beat us. So I'm going with the Giants.
1: No, you are soft. <laughs> you are soft. No, I, I, I genuinely. Line.
2: I, I, if I'm being honest, I think the Vikings should win. I think the Vikings will win. But say that then. Literally <laughs> one of those where, yeah, if the Vikings, fine, push me into it. I'd rather have hedged.
1: So after you've knocked Liam's team out uh the late game on Sunday I don't know why this is the late game I wish it was at six o'clock because then I could watch it in peace and quiet rather than trying to rush it before I got to work and uh, stayed up till three in the morning before I got to work on the Monday but Ravens at Bengals so stop me if you've seen this before three days ago uh I think it'll be a very different game you're going to watch this week. Um I would like to think so I would hope so. Um Ravens fairly big underdogs. Um they just lost there and they, the Bengals are impressive. They've been really impressive the last sort of two months, three months. They really put themselves together. They look like I think we I think we said on a on a podcast uh, a few a few months ago that they were the team that could had the potential to sort of upset the Bills and Chiefs. The Bills and Chiefs were sort of clear at the one and two and we we sort of intimated that the, the Bengals on their day are the team that could beat both of those teams. And there's not many teams that you would say that about. And I think the Bengals are. Um, for the Ravens, it's it's really a case of who plays. Um, they, they they rested their starters, uh, a lot of their starters on Sunday against the Bengals. The, the backups played very well. They, they kept the game fairly, fairly respectable. Um, if Lamar plays, if Dobbins plays, which, well, Dobbins will play because he was rested. But Lamar, I... I I'm, I believe that he has been put to one side ready for this. I think the Ravens knew they were in the playoffs, either in the five or the six seed uh, three weeks ago when we, beat, when we beat Atlanta. And I think if we'd have needed Lamar by then, I think he may have come back. I think images of him sort of seen limping around. I think it's all just a bit of rope-a-dope. I like to think so. Um, for me, Lamar plays and I think he'll play well. And I think, um, I genuinely think that if Lamar is, is even at 90%, if this offensive line plays well with Dobbins and with Edwards and with Mark Andrews, um, I think the Ravens can beat the Bengals on Sunday. Uh, I think their defense will keep them in it. And the defense was built to stop the Bengals. I I said that in the preseason podcast, we did Marcus Williams, Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Peters. These players were all sort of supported to stop this Bengals team and this high powered offense because they were embarrassing last year against the Ravens. They, They absolutely torched us twice. Um, they did sign post...
2: Roquan up to a hundred million a year deal, just, extension. just announced today.
1: He's just signed mm-hmm. a hundred million pound five year extension, yeah. So he's he's made a massive impact since he's come in 60 million guaranteed, 45 million fully guaranteed. Easy. So we have got some money, Lamar. Don't worry, it's coming. Um, maybe win a playoff game. That That's what I was thinking.
2: I was yeah, like, it's about Lamar's extension when money going on Roquan?
1: But <sighs> Go and win a playoff game. You know, come, come back. Go and win a playoff game. Beat the Bengals. And um, I think your contract's where they're waiting for at the end of the season, regardless of what happens. So
2: I love these two
1: quarterbacks. Like, yeah, me too. Um, I
2: love Lamar. My issue with Lamar is purely logic tells me that you can't keep running and stay fit and healthy. Whenever you see a quarterback who, who runs too much, they end up breaking down sooner than I should. Cam, uh, Michael Vick... Um, <laughs> when you're absorbing hits, it it shortens your career, which for me should basically dictate, because he is a very effective, very good quarterback. I think a a fair deal would be a four-year deal, most of it guaranteed in terms of injuries, but front-loaded. Something along those lines, maybe not your five-year, big big escalation, but just based on on the reality of the situation, I think that would be... Fair for both, but I would be moving it towards a a more fully guaranteed contract than probably the Ravens one, so I'd just be shortening the lifespan of it. So if it did come back to burn you, it would uh, would be a short-term burn, but you'd be paying Lamar both what he deserves and what he can earn for you. Um, I think if he plays, you've got every chance. You are my pick, my last remaining pick for the Super Bowl, now that the the Packers massively underachieved with all the star power that they had. Um you need to get through this game. I think if you go on the road and, and beat the Bengals, that's going to give you a massive shot in the arm. Like the confidence will be sky high. And I can see the Ravens kicking on to go on to lose to the Vikings in the final then. But um did I sneak that through? I think I did. Good, good, good. good. Uh, <laughs> but um I think it's, it's just going to be a great game. I, I I wish I had Monday off so I could watch it live. I'll probably end up getting up early to, to, to catch it and try and avoid the results. Um, but it's... I'm gutted that I can't watch it live. I really am. I might try the whole take a nap early if it wasn't for the fact that uh, my own team are playing. Uh, so it, it should be, for me, probably the biggest... Wild card game of the weekend because I think it's yeah. two teams that are going to go in there swinging haymakers. I like to think you're correcting Lamar plays. If he doesn't, I think you will struggle to get enough points on the board to, to to match up with their totals. But um, I've got every faith that you can go and punch him in the face and then, then in, the, in the words of many in NFL great, who will see who wants to get punched again. Yeah. Um, yeah, it should be something special. There's already a bit of beef between the teams as well. I know that you claim the Pittsburgh Steelers to be a stain on the league, but I did notice uh, the Bengal players pointing some uh, fingers in the direction of um, some of the Ravens for their, their interferences after tackles, etc. Uh Although I did also notice it was only the Bengals that got pulled up for personal fouls. So maybe you would just both hate each other. Yeah. Uh, I, I want it to be a great game. I want both teams to hammer into each other. And I want whoever comes out of a winner to come out of his game considerably weaker.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's good. It's good analysis other than the fact that they are a dirty team. Um, <laughs> the the, the Chargers and Jags and, and, and this game, I think, are the two that are the closest. I, I think they're the two closest. But I do think this game has got a potential Super Bowl team in it. Uh, whichever one wins, the, the only issue that, that the Ravens would have is, is even if they beat the Bengals, they're then going to have to beat the Chiefs and then they'd have to play the Bills. Um, so the Ravens are and probably then the 49ers. So the Ravens, to win the Super Bowl, which I don't think they they, they have got the longevity to do, would have to beat basically the best four teams in the league on the road um, to do that. But I think it starts Sunday and I think I think it starts Sunday night. And I, th- I, I think they can beat the Bengals if Lamar plays. I think six and a half points is too many. Um, I think they can certainly keep it tight, their defense. They've averaged 11 points less per game with Huntley against Lamar. So with those 11 points, even if you have half of those points um, in those games, they're they're probably the number one seed at the moment um, because they'd have beat the Browns, they'd have beat the Steelers. Um, So for me, I, I, obviously a bit of a homer and I'd look for reasons why the Ravens will win, but I, I do like I, I do like the matchup. I do want to see us play this Bengals team and, and play them close and play them with our first team team. If we do that, I think we can win and it's the Ravens for me with the points. How many points is it again? Six and a half. I'll take Ravens points. I think if the Bengals do, it will we'll be closer than that. Last game mm-hmm. of the week, Monday night football. So this is a new thing for Super Wildcard weekend last year as they brought in Monday night football. Um I think it's a nice addition. I think it's a bit I think they're a bit unfortunate. To, to have to on a short week to play next weekend if they win but I don't think the Cowboys are going to have to worry about that so um it's the number five Cowboys against the number four Bucks the Bucks sneaked in somehow against all those mighty AFC South teams the Panthers and the Falcons and the Saints who are all gash um and they're sat there so you've got Tom Brady playing at home in a playoff game Tom Brady who's never had a losing season ever until this year. Um, and still qualify for the playoffs and he still made the playoffs yeah and, and he, won the division and i think he's got a pretty good playoff record um on the other side you've got dak who leads league in interceptions this year and he's he's missed five games so he's having a bit of a sh- shower um i like the books here yeah. um i've been a bit down on dallas all year i i I've, i don't i don't rate them as a top echelon team i think they've i think they'll beat a really bad team i think they'll beat an average team i think they can bully a team um, but can I don't bully the Vikings? Well, anyone can bully the Vikings. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Lions bully the Vikings. Um
2: so... I, I, I remember you saying earlier, this podcast for the playoffs are a finesse time. We'll be fine. We might not have any toughness, but we've got a lot of finesse. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. When you play someone <laughs> that actually puts some boots on, you're going to struggle, but I don't think you'll struggle against the Giants. Um, for me, I think, I sort of on the train, I thought that whoever won the AFC South was going to host the game. It just seems... Very sporty that they will then go and win a game against one of these higher touted teams, and they'll just host the game and win. Uh, the fact that it's the Bucks um, and the fact that they can um, really put Dallas under pressure up front, I think they can shut down the Dallas run game to start with. Um, and if I mean Mike Evans didn't play did he on Sunday, I pulled him out early, and they, Mike Evans didn't play, and then they pulled Brady at halftime. Um, Brady was fuming. I don't know if you saw he was he was raging that they pulled him because he I think I don't think he wanted a losing record. So I think he was absolutely frustrated. I think they were only a few points down when they pulled him out of the game. Um the, the, the Dallas haven't played well, I don't think, the last few weeks. I know they I know they beat the Eagles, but that was Gardner Minshew. I think they've they they got pushed close against Davis Mills and the Texans, who at the time were trying to lose, although We'll come to that in a bit. I'll be throwing away the world? Uh, I, I I do oh. feel that. that yeah, oh. we'll, 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 yeah. Are, are you
2: going there for for your? Uh, are you? Oh, well,
1: awesome. I mean, it's gonna be close. Yeah. We we definitely... we
2: we might have uh, a slightly different <laughs> view. <off>. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 We might. We might. Yeah. We might have a punt off uh, around that particular area. Um. Just uh, for, for, for anyone who is listening, we're, we're not going anywhere near any Pittsburgh Steelers celebrations uh, this week because we're not sure what was intended by that, and so we're not going to
1: comment. No, I've yep. been talked down. Um, <laughs> so, shoe, shoot, Trevor Lawrence, they 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 lost to, they beat Davis Mills. Um, I just, I'm not I'm not really buying them uh, Dallas at all. Um, oh, and it was um, Josh Dobbs was the other quarterback they played in the last few weeks. Um, I'm not buying them. I, I don't think they're as good as they were a few weeks ago. Um, their offense seems to have been a bit stifled. Um, Dak is making mistakes. I think he's trying to do a bit too much. I think it's because they've only got one right receiver that they're struggling. Um, why they let Amari Cooper go is still beyond me and haven't really replaced him. Although T.Y. Hilton is making the odd play, but he's not He's not Amari Cooper. Um and their tight end Schultz is playing well, but again, I think the Bucs, their linebacking core is is still very top class. I think muscle memory will kick in with the Bucs here, and I think they'll go into championship mode, and I can see them shutting the Dallas Cowboys down. They did beat them at the first game of the season, 23 I think it was, um, and the, the They Bucks... very
2: much shut down the yeah. Cowboys, that they?
1: And, and um, I can just see that happening again, and it being very close, and I can see this being a maybe like an 18-14 game where nothing really happens, but the books win it, and uh, I'll take the books at home. Dave. Uh I fully understand
2: that. i I respect it. What I would say is this I want the Cowboys to win because I don't think they're gonna go do much further than that. Um I don't think they're particularly they've got a particularly good head coach. Uh, I know he's want to suit the pass, but I used to enjoy having McCarthy at the Packers because I knew that they were basically limiting Rodgers Um that seems to be regressing this year. Um but they, they, they did an awful lot of free agency signings at wide receiver. And I can't help but wonder whether or not we initially lauded it as them filling out the squad and, and getting additional depth in place. But it, it, maybe it's changed the chemistry there. Um, they just don't seem to be putting as many points on the board. Even though T.Y. Hilton, like, he seems to be playing okay. Uh, he, he nearly came down with another big one the other day when when Dak was trying to fight back against the Commanders. But what's the name? Of a quarterback who beat them from the Washington
1: Commanders this year. Sam Howell. It is Sam Howell. Remember a quarterback taken the, the sleeping giant at the start of the season. Remember saying he it was sleeping, super sleeping rookies. Remember we picked him up as a yeah.
2: sleeping rookie? Yeah. So so this year, before this season started, we spoke about Bailey Zapp. He could end up doing something next year. We spoke about Sam Howell. He could end up doing something. We said Pickett would end up starting. He did. Um He's even won some games and got them to a winning record. Probably didn't expect that. But Malik Willis, the Titans quarterback, was the second QB taken in the draft, I believe. Yeah. Um, And he was a third rounder. And he got replaced by Joshua Dobbs because Dobbs could run an offence. And it's a crying shame because tools-wise, I think Willis definitely seems to have the highest potential of them all. I'm just not sure the landing spot's going to work out for him. I'm not sure the Titans are the kind of organisation who understand how to use that kind of quarterback. Um, And I think he'd be better off if he'd ended up somewhere else sitting behind a starter who's got a similar skill set for him. So the offence is much more tailored to him. So I honestly think the, the Ravens might have done something with him. I think uh, he's, he's not the same as Lamar. He can't throw the ball as cleanly, um, but he's got a similar ability with his legs and he, he can throw the ball. So he, he might have been good for you guys, but of them all this year, it's a bit of a shame, but Willie seems to be the one who's he, who doesn't look like he's going to achieve much, but so many surprises elsewhere. It's really fun. And it just goes to show NFL teams, I mean, because Brock Purdy's part of this as well, the very last pick in the draft, which means every single team passed on him on multiple occasions. Um, it's a crapshoot. They, they, they can't... They can't define clearly who's going to be successful as a, a quarterback in the NFL. Um, and I've spotted a little article today as well. I know we mentioned um, talking about fields in, in the middle of the week. Uh, apparently... Uh, it's not completely off the table no. for the Bears to be taking a quarterback at, at number one overall. And then what the Red do with Fields. Um, so many interesting things happening at the moment. Uh, but to get back to the point. What was the point? <laughs> I think we're still reviewing games here. Uh, oh, okay. We've just gone off down that. Oh God, we've gone oh, down a oh, rabbit hole oh, by okay. accident. Liam will kill us. Um, but it's... It's interesting at the moment. There's, there's a lot going on in the league. There's an awful lot of changeover of guard going on. We could end up in a situation where Kirk Cousins, simply by default, is genuinely a top five quarterback in the league. How weird would that be? do be silly. <laughs> yeah, we need to finish off picking who's actually winning the last playoff game of the weekend. So Bucks versus Dallas. You went with the Bucks. I'm going to go with the box as well. I think we're in agreement <laughs> on all of them. I, <laughs> yeah. But more than anything, I just want to see a change at quarterback, and I like to see all all of all, all of the awkwardness because I remember two years ago, pretty much every team thought they had a quarterback solution, and only so many teams can win in this league.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I, just just a quick point before we wrap up, really, on that. You look at you know you talk about sort of evaluating quarterbacks and look at some of the high picks that have gone. In the last sort of few years, you know, Josh Rosen, you know, with Cliff Kingsby getting sat this week, he came in I'm, after. I'm they, a
2: Vikings practice squad right now, Josh Rosen.
1: Yeah. So Kingsby came in after they drafted Josh Rosen with, I think, the, the third overall pick in in a draft where they, they passed on Lamar. Um, and then they drafted Kylo the next year, didn't they? He went 11. Did he? he? I know he, yeah, went, so, he was so, third quarterback. Pick, he, he, he,
2: yeah, he, he felt that he'd been um he basically came out on draft night and said that he'd been disrespected by all of the teams who hadn't taken him prior. Although I think there were only two teams prior to that position that a team was quarterback needy. That should probably have been a little bit of a red flag, a red flag. there and then. Yeah.
1: But two of the players taken end of him, you know, Darnold and Mayfield, they were they were highly touted. Mm. Um, you know, before that, going back to sort of Mario, film Winston, um, or, um, you know, there's other players that come through, and you just think off the top of your head. Well, you, sometimes you don't know, um, and I think you don't know sometimes until you get a player in a in in a, in a formation in a, in a professional outfit and sort of watch, see them watch the game. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Bears. although I do think you're right. I think, but I think a bit of games, a bit of brinksmanship there with the Bears. That they're not going to say they're not taking a quarterback so that nobody picks, nobody drafts and trades for them. They want to up the value of that as much as they can. They found themselves in a the terrific position, and I think they'll make the most of that. I would hope to think they'd make the most of that pick. Um, come draft time even if they don't chest it so we're done wrapped up that's the game that's what's going to happen no need to watch so it just pick us up for the review next week and we'll, we'll go from there
0: here at Punts, we're delighted to be partnered with endzonekit.co.uk one of the best kit suppliers out there Whatever you're looking for to represent your American sports team, Endzone has got something for you. In sizes from newborn all the way up to 3XL and larger, endzonekit.co.uk can provide gear to fulfil your NFL, NCAA, MLB, NHL and NBA needs. Endzone source their stock in the USA. They ship it over here too, which means delivery is lightning quick and can be with you ahead of the big game. And if you love a bit of retro style, endzone has got you covered too with a whole range of vintage and pre-loved kit for you to choose from. So why not head to enzonekit.co.uk and find yourself a bargain. And because you listen to Utter Punts, you can have a 15% discount at checkout when you use the code PUNTS endzonekit.co.uk, the place to go for American sports kit.
1: That's right, Liam. They they are a fantastic sponsor, and they're they're a really good sort of partner for us because they they get the sort of quirkiness and the fact that we can just sort of throw the rules out a little bit. In line with that, what they've got is a special playoff offer, which uh, they've talked to us about, and we've sort of helped them jump on board with them. We're we're going to push it for them, so we're going to push it for you, and it's some extra discount. So in addition to our 15% for being a punt, um, what they do come playoff time is everything that makes a playoff their merchandise gets an extra 10% and as they progress through the rounds up to the super bowl that goes up to a 20% discount on your merchandise in addition to that 10% so if you're a giants fan getting quick because they're going to be out on sunday uh Jump on, you'll get 10% on the website, <laughs> and then you put your code in, you get a further 15% as well. So a fantastic offer. For Dave, me and you, Dave, we can wait a week and let it go up a little bit and get more discount on our stuff. Custy, you know, Producer Bell's missus, she's been the 49ers, she can wait three or four weeks, she's fine. She's going to be in the playoffs getting 20% discount on her stuff. Um, and yeah, it's
2: meaningless and hollow to her. Let's point that out. You can't jump on a bandwagon two weeks out and get any kudos for it. Anyway,
1: carry on. Anyway, there's not many places that sort of reward you for your team getting through. So get on board. Use our promo code, but use the website. It'll give you your tracking as you go. And it's a double discount. So well done then.
0: There goes the two-minute warning hooter on Utter Punts, which means it's time for the lads to nominate their NFL Utter Punts of the week. Dave, why don't you go first? Uh,
2: I'll do as I'm Right, so <laughs> my choice... It's potentially going to be at odds with Dan's choice. I'm interested to hear his, and we don't know who each was picking. I just picked up a hint earlier that could be a little bit of a, a conflict here. But my choice is Nick Casario. And Nick Casario, if you don't know it, is the general manager of the Houston Texans. And the reason why he's my nomination is because the Texans shouldn't have won their game against the Colts. It cost them the number one overall pick. It cost them trade capital. It cost them their ability to, to pick the quarterback that they wanted. And I believe it's because he let Lovey Smith know before the game against Lovey Smith's former team, the Chicago Bears, that he was going to get fired. And I think that Lovey Smith then decided... But he was going to do his very best to win his very last game and do his old team a favor. And his soon-to-be old team, a great deal of harm. Uh so Nick Casario, or whichever official within Houston, Texas, let slip to Lovey Smith that he was going to get fired, despite having done pretty much of a job that they wanted him to
1: do. Is my nomination for a punt of the week. It's hard to disagree. I have got about six written down this week, though. So I'll let you have that one. Although I was just, I had my head in my hands watching it. I just thought, what, what on earth are you doing? And the, the, the Bears fans at Soldier Field just all recording the screen, they couldn't believe it, could they? No. They absolutely couldn't believe I, it.
2: I mean, it was, it was a very, very happy weekend for, for, for the Bears, despite a defeat. Uh, in fact, largely because of a defeat. So um, from, from the Vikings to the Bears uh
1: take did you see the clip on youtube of the um did you see the clip on youtube of that of the man united fan um in a in a bear shirt jumping up and down in the masai mara somewhere when the when the texans scored and went ahead against the colts like he was celebrating something running across the savannah chasing lions away he was in celebration <laughs> of his of his mighty bears getting the first overall pick uh i was i was thinking about alex highsmith uh the linebacker of the pittsburgh Steelers for his celebration there is some con- there is some sort of confusion over what he meant i just think it's bad taste to even Go there. Um, but it's Russell Wilson. Yet again, sorry to the sponsors. Forgot about that before I said it. Um, I think you're great. Um square, Renee. He quarterback,
2: is, squaring, eh?
1: quarterback <laughs> must be thinking to himself, what what happened? So they've had a terrible season, Denver. He's not been worth the money, and he's just seen his single season passing record um that he held at the Seattle, taken by Geno Smith, who's I leading his that. team to the playoffs. Um, so, Russell, have a nice off-season. Go on some videos, you know, some self-promotion. Talk about how great you are, uh, Mr. Unlimited. Cowboy uh, Broncos Crunchy let's ride. Let's get it done. Let's get YouTube filled with videos of yourself so you can come back next year in the right mindset that it's all about you and that you can lead this team without a coach. Nobody wants to coach you. They aren't going to, to attract anybody because they've all got to deal with you. Yeah, up punt, Russell Wilson. Season utter punt, week utter punt, day utter punt, utter punt. Bye. <laughs> I get it.
2: I understand it, I respect it, but just because someone will point this out, if we don't, uh, it took Gino an extra game, and the reason for that was Mr Unlimited was limited to only 16 games in the season still still Geno
1: Smith I mean (laughs) you know (laughs) I I, I just love the irony of Mr Unlimited having been limited 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 by 16th game yeah yeah. like it that's all we've got
0: time for on Utter Punts this week in association with endzonekit.co.uk don't forget you can get a whole range of American sports kit with a 15% discount if you use the code PUNTS at checkout Dan Dave thank you very much
1: Dave, really enjoyed Is that you? this week. I'll uh, catch you in a week. Aye. Pleasure.
0: We'll see you next week on Utter Punks.